0: Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday
1: edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The magic hit the all-star break, and we have one. Hi, Paolo Badecaro heading to Indy with a star performance That's how the Magic showed their maturity in bouncing back Wednesday night. It's time for Locked On Magic.
2: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hey! Locked on Magic today is February 15th, 2024. My name is Philip Rossman Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at Orlando Magic Daily you can Follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, the Orlando Magic hit the all star break and get one more star performance from Paolo Bancaro. The history that he continues to make and the tone he continues to set for this young team. We'll get to that coming up here. In just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, this great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. I want to start here. We all know Paolo Bancaro is a star. We all know that he is putting up some incredible numbers, that he is doing things that, frankly, only the greatest young players in the league's history are doing. Yes, the Magic have had only one national TV game. Yes, I think everyone is still coming around to the idea that Paolo Banquero is a really special player, and people are still coming around to who this Magic team is. But I really want to make sure, and, and this is, yes, we retired Shaq's jersey, two days ago now, yesterday, uh, on Tuesday. Um, I don't know when you're listening to this, but we retired Shaq's jersey on Tuesday. We were thinking about the all-time greats in Magic history. I I want to make sure that that, that we have a a true appreciation for what this kid is doing. I, I really want to make sure that everybody understands that... What Paolo is doing is unique. It is not something we see every day. And as things that he do- does become more normal, I don't want to lose kind of the awe and appreciation for the way that he plays. And for the things that he does that are really hard that he makes easy, that he makes look easy. I want to continue to remind everyone that if everything goes right, and there's no reason to think it isn't, this is the worst Palo will be for the rest of his career. He is only going to get better, and we've seen him get better by leaps and bounds. I hope I didn't get caught in a viral moment, and I hope that Palo understood where I was going with the question, but Paolo is still trying to penetrate and make his way into this upper echelon. He's still trying to prove, maybe not, he's not trying to, but we are still waiting for him to make undeniable what we already know, what we see every day from him. So I want to make sure, you know, instead of Scott said on, on, on Monday, Take care of this kid. He's really special. This kid is really special. This kid is really good. And he's going to be good for a very long time. And for as long as the Magic have him, we, you know, again, I want to appreciate the progress he's making, where he's going, and what he's doing for this team. Because, again, We have not seen it with the Magic in a very long time. Wednesday's game against the New York Knicks, and we'll talk about how the Magic bounced back and and were able to win the game overall, but Wednesday's game against the New York Knicks would not have been the route that it was if not for Paolo Bancaro. This Magic team is very good. It is good. They are made better because of what Paolo Bancaro represents. It may not always show up in the numbers. It may not always show up in some of the advanced stats, but everybody around the league knows how good Paolo Bancaro is and knows that he is a problem. And frankly, when a team disrespects him by not sending a double team like the New York Knicks didn't on Wednesday night, and some of that was their depth and and all that, Palo's going to make them pay in a very kind of visceral and violent way. Paolo Beccaro scored 36 points, shot 15 for 20, six for 10 from three, seven rebounds, five assists. He had his first game of his career where he did not shoot a free throw, the third highest scoring game without a free throw attempt in magic history. He still scored 36 points and was the X factor, was the deciding factor in the game. We'll get to how the Magic won the game in a minute, but Paolo Bancaro was the cherry on top. And in a game where Jalen Brunson scored 20 points in the first quarter, 33 overall in the game, Paolo kind of had to be a big scorer. Someone had to be a big scorer to eliminate the deficit the Magic were in early and to ensure that the Magic held off another star player. This is what stars do. They make impossible shots like the bank shot that Paolo made uh, as the shot clock expired in in the second quarter, banked in three. They step up and make big shots. They do things defenses cannot cover. And sure, Precious Aksua, not the kind of defender that you need on Paolo. Maybe you want to put size on him, but you need guys with a little mobility because he is going to take you off the dribble. He's going to set up his shots, and if you don't double him, he is going to bury that jumper because that mid-range jumper has become insanely wet, insanely good. Like, he's gotten so much better this year. And again, I have to appreciate and note, he has gotten so much better and he is so good. The Magic, frankly, haven't seen a perimeter or a perimeter-based player like him since T-Mac. Maybe I'll give you Steve Francis, but it's been a long time since the Magic have had a score of this caliber playing at this level. We have to mention him with the all-time greats in Magic history. You know, again, we retired Shaqsters earlier this week. We're thinking about Magic history. We have to mention him among those great players. And Paolo Bancaro continues, continues to impress and put up huge, huge numbers. It's not even about the numbers anymore. It's the confidence that he brings. And obviously we're thinking about April. And I think he is too. And I think the whole team is. We're thinking about the playoffs. And we don't yet know. And even Paolo, I asked him about this after Tuesday's game, whether Tuesday's game felt like a playoff game. He's just like, you know, honestly, like, I don't know what a playoff game feels like yet he knows that he is still learning and growing and going through these experiences. And I am expecting some struggle in his first playoff series as, as I'm expecting struggle from all these players. But we also, know this is a guy that loves and relishes the stage. He's got to try and do the right thing by his team. And, and And there's still a lot for him to learn on that front too, but he's someone that does not shrink from anything. This is what a star does. Paolo Caro is a player, is a person who has set off goals for himself. Win rookie of the year, become an all-star, be a team leader, win. And he just seems to accomplish them all. He just seems to check them all off, one by one by one by one. Paolo had an all-star game on Wednesday night. He is heading to the all-star break. He is heading to Indianapolis unquestionably, a star player, unquestionably an all-star, unquestionably the kind of player that elevates his team. And the thing I love about it all, he is going to get better. Wednesday was a fun night for the sellout crowd at the Kia Center. And fortunately for this Magic team, and for the first time in a long time, nights like Wednesday feel like they happen far more often. And they're going to happen more often still. We'll talk a little bit about how the stage was set for Powell to have that big of a game and that big of an impact. We'll talk about how the Magic bounced back to win Wednesday's game. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first... It's time for a quick word from our friends over at Robinhood. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA. Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting Every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement counts with a three percent match. That's right. No cap on the three percent match. Robinhood gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a three percent match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info claim as of Q1 2024, validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. 3% matching on transverse is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA is available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker dealer. We want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day. Every day, Locked On has launched first-ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day. With the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. So the Orlando Magic defeat the New York Knicks 118 to 100. And, and, you know, we have to, we do have to qualify the win. We do have to qualify some things. And, and, and I, I, you know, you still do the job. You know, again, everyone's an NBA player. Everyone's an NBA team. We've seen in this league, anyone can beat anyone. The Magic beat the Nuggets with the skeleton crew, So no excuses, play like a champion. Um, the Magic did the job, but the Knicks were very undermanned. Obviously, Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, and OG Ananobi are out. They've had long-term injuries. The Knicks also saw Bojan Bogdanovic with left calf, with a sore left calf. Dante DiVincenzo was out with a sore left calf. And Isaiah Hartenstein was out with left Achilles tendinopathy. Um, it did sound like those guys were rested to kind of just get ready, get the extra break before the all-star break. Um, if this were a playoff game or a late season situation, perhaps they would have played, but they didn't play. You play the team in front of you, yada, 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 yada. Uh, you know, we, we could qualify all the Magic's wins over the Knicks. They do have three over the Knicks, Um I do still think it's a good matchup, you know, it is what it is, but the next four game to play, um, you know, again, gotta, gotta give them credit. I don't think their issue tonight was, was necessarily effort. Um, Jalen Brunson was there to play. Jalen Brunson was there to win. He scored 20 of his 33 points in the first quarter and Orlando looked like a team on the back to back. It it looked like it was going to be a long night for the magic early on in this one. They trailed 36, 27 after one quarter. Um, You know, they had five turnovers in the first quarter. It looked like it was going to be a long night. It looked like it was going to be another one of those back-to-backs where the Magic, you know, they were scoring fine, but their defense really let them down. And and again, you just know with this Magic team that they're not an offensive team. They need their defense to show up. Um, And so it looked like it was going to be a long, long night. But the Magic rallied, and you got to give them a lot of credit. Um, and, and you got to give them the 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 uh, credit for regaining their focus uh, and really sticking to their game plan. You know, I think they refined some things. They got a little bit sharper with how they were defending Brunson. They made his life difficult. He was taking a lot of jumpers, but um, but the Magic did a much better job on him. And that's really what this is about. You know, the Magic struggle on back to backs. They entered this game two and eight on the second night of back to backs. They were what one in twelve last year on the second night of back to backs. Back-to-backs are a struggle for this team. And to me, that is less about, you know, you're going to be worse on back-to-backs. You know, if you finish 500 on back, on the second night of back-to-backs, you're doing something right. Um, To me, the Magic's problems in back-to-backs are more about poise, composure, maturity, and focus. Um, it's just a thing this young team hasn't figured out or learned how to do properly. Um, And it's something they do have to learn how to do. They have to figure that part of the equation out. So what we saw then from the magic, especially after Tuesday's loss, especially after the way Tuesday went down, what we saw was a team really bounce back, really regain their focus, really center themselves and, and, and find the will to win. Orlando opened the second quarter on a 17-3 to run. With Brunson out of the game, the Magic knew that the Knicks had nowhere to go to score. And so they ratcheted up the defensive intensity. They continued making shots. They made shots all night long. They made 63.2% of their shots. They were at like they made like 80% of their shots in the second quarter. They they continued making shots, moving the ball, sharing the ball. Um, because that was the great thing about Paolo's game, was it wasn't necessarily just him isolating and, and creating shots for himself. He got a lot of shots made for him. He got a lot of kind of rhythm jumpers. He got, you know, this, this, this is a team thing. This isn't just a Palo thing. It's a team thing. And so Orlando showed, I think, a lot of maturity in responding to the bad first quarter and building upon it and taking control of the game. By the time Brunson got back in the game, the Magic had the lead. The Magic were were gaining momentum. And now it could just be Palo and Brunson exchanging shots or, or whatever the case may be, and building, uh, you know, again, just building that lead further. Orlando won the second quarter, thirty-eight to nineteen, and, and that was the game. The game you win by eighteen, you won the third quarter by nine, by nineteen, you doubled them up. That was the game. The Magic were just ruthlessly efficient, and just ruthlessly aggressive on defense. They forced some turnovers. They got misses. They got the ball out of Brunson's hands. They switched. They had Anthony Black. Jalen Suggs had, uh, missed this game uh, with with, the, with, uh, with just soreness. Um, they started with Anthony Black, and look, Black's going to be a great defender. Black was a little overmatched. Um, Brunson, you know, was able to figure him out and, and rooked him a lot. They put Franz Wagner on him, and putting the size on Jalen Brunson bugged him. They brought some extra help. They knew that no one else was going to be able to score. They, you know, they let Precious Achua shoot threes. They let, um, you know, especially uh, Jacob Toppin shoot threes. They they let, you know, it was like the mag, like how the magic, how the magic had played a lot. A lot of guys, they were okay with hitting shots. A lot of guys, they were okay taking shots. The magic, really locked in defensively. It was an impressive thing to watch. And they used that to superpower their team. They used that to really charge the team up. And, you know, again, this wasn't just about Paolo because Paolo wasn't in the game for the 17-3 to run. It was Franz Wagner with 21 points on 7-for-13 shooting, made 6 of 6 from the foul line, 6 assists. He was plus 25 in the game. Um, It was Cole Anthony with 11 points. When he gets the floater going, he's really good. He's really dangerous. It was Mo Wagner with 10 as usual. It was all these players coming together and setting the table for the rest of the group to find their rhythm. Um, this is what good teams do. You know, I think I said it on the show yesterday that you know, losing to Thunder sucks. Uh, the, the stage, the stakes of the game, the the, the the environment in the building, it sucked to lose the way the Magic lost. But the Thunder were a really good team that played really well. You know, the Magic did some good things, but they got caught. And I think in a lot of ways, the Thunder made the shots the Magic wanted them to make or take. Um, You can live with those kinds of losses sometimes. And really, it was going to be about, okay, You took a bad loss, you know, some things you got to learn, some things you got to improve, but how do you respond the next night? How do you answer that? How do you come back? And that was the question for this Magic team. That's still the constant question for this team. How do they respond? How do they come back? It's the thing we don't know about this group. And again, like I said, we are thinking about April. We're thinking about the playoffs. This team's going to be a play-in team at the very least they're a half game behind indiana for sixth in the east right now. Um they're in the race. You know, we're going to talk about that playoff race. We're going to talk about that coming out of the All-Star break. That's 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 a next week question. Um the magic are in this race. So we're thinking about the playoffs. And their ability to stay poised, their ability to stay committed to a game plan, their ability to take some of these star punches. That's what's going to determine this team's fate this year. And look, they made a lot of mistakes this year. They made a lot of young mistakes this year. We expected that. What we expect too, though, is for them to learn from it, for them to get better from it. And that's what we continue to see. Like, again, I I will say this, making mistakes, having some setbacks is okay this year. Because this is still a learning year. What matters is that you get that growth. You learn from it. You get better and push the team forward. That's ultimately what we want to see. And ultimately, what this Magic team continues to show. And and continues to be one of the more impressive things about this group is, is how they've learned and gotten better as the year has gone on, as they get into these situations, as they see these things over and over again. Like, Let's take a, you know, think about it this way. The Magic went to Memphis, played an undermanned, injured Memphis team, got beat, messed around and got beat. They played the Knicks, injured, undermanned, still with the star player in Brunson, all NBA player in Brunson. They took care of business. That's what you want to see. And there'll be still more points of growth to come as we get to the end of the season. We'll go through the final box score real fast, talk about individual performances as we head to the all-star break. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word for our friends over at Hungry Root. Hungry Root is your partner in healthy living. It's the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality groceries and simple, healthy recipes delivered to your door. All you have to do is take a fun short quiz, and Hunger Root will get to know your personal health goals, what you like to eat, the kitchen appliances you use, and more. Then they will build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to good use. I know for me, I like to watch what I eat. I've tried several meal prep services. I, I, I like to have things pre portioned, I like to have things figured out because I know when I go to the grocery store, I'm getting the bad foods, I'm getting the things I just reach my hand into. That's not what I'm looking for. Hungry Root is is the best place to go to get your diet regulated, to to just kind of be more aware of what you eat. Uh, Honestly, for diets, that's what you need to do, is just be more aware of what you eat. Hungry Root is going to recommend recipes and groceries based on your personal taste, but each order is fully customizable. You can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, pantry staples, healthy snacks, sweets, ready-to-eat meals, and much more. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole, trusted ingredients. Save hours planning, shopping, and cooking. Hunger Root delivers food that you will love. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On Magic listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to hungryroot.com slash locked on to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's hungryroot.com slash locked on. Don't forget to use our links so they know we sent you.
2: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league
1: All right, let's get to it as we always do. We're going to dive into the box score here as the Orlando Magic defeat the New York Knicks 118-100. to 100. Again, um, the Magic did the job. Uh, I, I want to make that very, very clear. Um, you got to win every game. They all count the same. The Magic enter the All-Star break at 30-25, put some three games back of the Knicks for fifth in the Eastern Conference there, half game back of the Pacers for sixth, tied with the Miami Heat for seventh. Um, you know, they're, they're in a really interesting and fun spot. It's, it's, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a fun final of 55 games, fun final 27 games here uh, for the season uh, to get to the finish line, to get to the end. Um, it's, it's going to be a blast. I'm, I'm really, really, really looking forward to this race uh, to the finish line. Um, every game is going to feel big. So, you know, the Knicks, maybe they handed the magic game here with some of the injury decisions that they made, but Orlando went out and did the job. Um, again, defense was great. They gave up 41.7% shooting. They really locked in. After giving up 36 in the first quarter, Jalen Brunson had 30 through, 20 of his 33 in the first quarter. He ended up 11 for 21, 5 for 8 from 3, 6 for 7 from the foul line with 6 assists, but added 3 turnovers. Um, again, Jalen Brunson's really, really good. Like, really, really good. He's all NBA good this year. Um, he just made a lot of really difficult shots. I think the Magic were happy to let him take mid-range jumpers, happy to let him take step-backs. What they needed to do was just disrupt them a little bit more and, and getting Franz Wagner on him. Eventually, Jonathan Isaac took some runs on him too. Getting that size on him, being physical with him, I think ultimately did wear him down a little bit. The Magic did send extra help. There was nail help. Uh, essentially, they bracketed him. It was really interesting what they did. Uh, they bracketed him um, with no other real offensive options on the floor. You know, Maybe you had to worry about Alec Burke's shooting, but um, really no other offensive options on the floor for them. Um, they just said, go ahead and shoot it. Like uh, They literally played the Knicks the way that a lot of teams play Palo and the Magic. Um, and so to that point, the Magic made their shots early. You know, they shoot 12 for 26 from three. So, you know, Orlando's shot volume isn't very high and the Knicks made their threes to 11 for 29. But the Magic just making their threes a little bit goes such a long way to loosening everything up. Now, all of a sudden... You know, the Magic do a really good job of putting Franz and Paolo on the same side of the floor so that if you're trying to double off of Franz, the Magic have a good shooter there, so that gives Paolo a little bit more space. But just that little bit um, just frees everything up. That opens everything up for the team. Like, guys, we know the Magic needs shooting. We know that's the big thing Orlando has to add uh, in the offseason. They have to find shooting. Um, if they're going to take that next step. We're going to find that out in the playoffs very, very clearly how bad the Magic needs shooting. This was a game that shows that if the Magic do make shots, everything opens up for them. Like, it just, it, everything just becomes easier. And, you know, it doesn't take taking a lot of shots. You know, I did see that um, coming up for Sloan, there's going to be paper that suggests that the three-pointer is actually less worse than a two-pointer again um, because teams are taking too many threes and taking a lot of bad threes the expected value of a three-pointer has decreased dramatically, um, which is which is really interesting uh, Interesting to know. that. So, you know, maybe the Magic are ahead of the curve on this, but look, spacing still matters. Your ability to make threes still matters in this league. It's, it's an area the Magic have to prove it. So when the Magic shoot like this, they're going to have good offensive nights because a lot of their other offensive principles are really, really good. Obviously, it starts with Paolo. 36 points, 15 for 20 shooting, 6 or 10 for me on the arc, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. We talked about him. Just he got to any spot he wanted on the floor. He didn't get to the foul line because the Knicks couldn't keep him in front and because he was getting to the basket without really, you know, he's getting to the basket or hitting jumpers without much resistance. So, you know, it wasn't that he was less aggressive. He was plenty aggressive. He was just able to get to his spots and, and was just in such a rhythm. It, you know, he didn't, he said he didn't even notice he didn't take any foul shots. Franz Wagner also had a really nice game, Twenty-one points, seven for 13 shooting, six for six from the foul line, one for four from three, six assists, three steals for him. Just again, d- did Franzi things, things, um, got to the basket, finished around guys, you know, hit some shots from the outside, but just, just really good job attacking, getting downhill, was a driving force for the team overall. The Magic really didn't get a lot else from their starters. Uh, Wendell Carter, nine points, four for five shooting, six rebounds for him. Um, you know, Wendell's getting into, you know, I, I kind of told this to someone yesterday, Wendell Carter's kind of your Rorschach test right now. Um, every team has a Rorschach test. Every team has, every team has a player that you either see the good or the bad. And and there's really rarely a, any in between. And, and I know I, I'm a Wendell Carter fan. I really like him. I, I think that's some of the criticism that he's getting. Is a little unfair. His defense is really, really good when he's engaged and when he's, you know, kind of active. Um, He can disappear a little bit. He can get outleaped. He can get out positioned for rebounds. He does struggle sometimes around the basket, especially against shot blockers uh, because he's not above the rim center. And and I've made this point, I know, in the past where I do question whether you ultimately can win uh, in the playoffs with a center like Wendell Carter. I think he's earned the right to prove himself And I think he's still, you know, he's still, I think, trying to find consistency within what the team is asking him to do. He has a lot of really important things. He's very clearly the best center option for the Magic, just with his mix of offense and defense. And he's very good on defense. But there are questions I think the playoffs are going to answer. And and the the playoffs are going to ask of him that he's going to have to answer. Um, So again, you know, we're all thinking about April. We're all thinking about what that's going to be like. You know, Wendell Carter had a mixed bag because... You know, Precious, uh, Precious Achua had 10 offensive rebounds. 10 of his 14 rebounds were offensive rebounds. That's not all on Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter was guarding Jericho Sims. He was providing nail help on Jalen Brunson. You know, Paolo got rebounds, but Precious Achua, you know, Paolo was guarding Precious Achua. So I don't want to put all that on Wendell Carter. Having said that, Wendell has to be a little bit more assertive and aggressive on the boards. He has to be uh, command that paint a little bit better. Um, I think everyone does perceive that as a bit of a weakness for this team. And so that's something that needs to improve. Now, uh, Jamal Mosley said the guards have to do a better job tracking down rebounds. There are a lot of like 50-50 balls. The Knicks were actually first to a lot of those those 50-50 balls, um, which was rare and weird considering how much the Magic won this game by. Uh, But, you know, again, at the end of the day, the Magic contested, forced misses, you know they were able to survive the second chance points. That was actually a big reason New York took the lead in the first quarter, was they were giving up a lot of second chance points. Like Brunson was doing what Brunson did, no one else was scoring. Uh, but getting those second chance points set Brunson up, set Achua up for some points. You know, just it, it, you, you're at your weakest when you give up an offensive rebound uh, defensively. Um, and so that was that was a major point in this game early on, especially. Um, again. Only 10 points from Caleb Houston and Anthony Black. They both started for uh they both started for Jalen Suggs and Marco Foltz. Fultz out for injury management. Jalen Suggs out with a uh a groin, a sword uh, groin. Um so you know they both came in. Magic tried to maintain their rotations. You know, Anthony Black, I love that he's still willing to shoot two for seven from the field, 0 for two from three. But a rough game for him overall, just just didn't quite fit in defensively. Um, and Caleb Houston, two for three, two for two from three. Three, uh, six points, so solid outing from Caleb Houston. But again, just you're just not getting volume from him. Um, that, you know, again, forces Paolo to be a bit bigger of a scorer. Forces Franz to be a bit bigger of a scorer as well. The bench shows where the Magic won this game. The Knicks could not do anything without Jalen Brunson on the floor. So the Magic won this game with their depth. Cole Anthony with 11 points did a good job getting into spaces, hitting floaters, hitting those that, that turnaround fadeaway that he's really good at. When he gets some space and that floater's on, Cole Anthony's really good. That floater has been inconsistent of late, and that's why he's struggled um, throughout this month. 10 points for Mo Wagner, four for five shooting there. Eight points for Jonathan Isaac um, in 14 and a half minutes, so set to his minute restriction. Six points for Joe Ingles uh, and the Magic were, again, everyone shot the ball well. Orlando shoots 63.2% from four. 12 for 26 from three. 10 for 11 from the foul line. Didn't get to the foul line a lot in this game, but did score 60 points in the paint. As I always tell you, if the Magic get more than 55 points in the paint, they're usually going to win. They won the paint 60-40. That's 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 a formula for the Magic to win. If the Magic are outscoring you 60-40 in the paint, they're probably going to win that game, uh, unless you make a ton of threes. And New York made their threes, but they didn't make a ton of them. Um, You're gonna the Magic are going to win that game, and that's why the Magic ultimately won this game running away. The Orlando Magic head to the All-Star break at 30 and 25 with a 118 100 win over the New York Knicks. All-star weekend is this weekend. The Magic are back in action next week, next uh uh next Thursday, I believe, in Cleveland to start a three-game road trip. They'll they'll face the Cleveland Cavaliers then. But that's gonna do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, tune in Himley, Google Spotify, Odyssey, and all sell podcasts to your podcast, and advice. you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash at locked on magic, or just search for locked on magic. That's probably a whole lot easier. You can find my work at Orlando magic daily.com for the latest on the Orlando magic. Follow us there on Twitter at Oh magic daily. And be sure to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando magic hub at patreon.com slash Orlando magic hub. Thank you all again for your support. Now that you're on this to us, be sure to check out. The Lockdown Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube and now on Amazon Fire TV and the Free Fire TV Channels app. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the Free Fire TV Channels app. We will be back again tomorrow to recap what the magic have accomplished at the All-Star Break and begin to look ahead to what's coming up in the final quarter plus of the season. We'll get to that on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Phil Ross, and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.